Sound effects aren't working. Well, that's a bummer, bro. Well, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. We got uh, audio difficulties, but all sorts of video stuff going on. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I'd say that we're progressing forward, but it seems like it's a lateral move since yeah. we've lost our audio. <laughs> exactly. It's a lateral <laughs> move. Absolutely. Uh, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. I'm here with the Hill Hippie. Hello. We got uh, EK, the DJ. He's over there uh, running the boards and the video. Mixer, mixer, mixer. Mixer. Mixer? No, I was just saying. Mixer, 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 mixer. Okay. It sounds like got, he's trying to go to a party. It's a mixer, our man. Intern, intern, uh, taking pictures of me on a different camera. Oh, now, <laughs> now, now you get it working. <laughs> what a professional. Usually, that's where the ads would go. It'd be before <laughs> the seg- uh, the uh, opening <laughs> sequence. There. We are professionals here. Anyway, we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, Hill Hippie? Oh, the weekend was nice. I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what the hell did I do? It was relaxing. I remember that. Uh, been a lot of time playing Neverwinter. Okay. So, yeah, that's boring. Uh, played with my mushroom. Is so, that a metaphor? No. Okay. Not this time. <laughs> my heart just... Really? Oh, did it make you go all flutter? No, just like I really don't want to hear about this on my podcast. Uh-huh. Tough shit. Welcome to Hill Hippie's Garden. <laughs> no, I have a, just uh, trying to get back in the swing of full growing. Well, oh, growing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you, because it's winter. You can't really uh, forage for them anymore, right? Well, there are some that you can forage for, but... In the winter? I, yeah. Oh. I just don't like the cold, man. Yeah. Cold sucks. Kind of, you know, it was hot. It just, it felt like it was hot just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I kind of miss it. And, and then you get a 60 degree day like we had the other day, you know, it's yeah, like people it's... are out there in shorts and stuff like that. It's like, you know, I understand it. Nice 60 degree day. Mm-hmm. It's nice, but it's not short weather. Yeah. I almost went out hunting just for the fun of it, knowing I probably wouldn't find anything on Sunday, but there was such a chance of rain that day that I was like, no, nah, I won't go. And of course it barely rained here. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. Oh, well. Anything else on your weekend? Nah, that's about it. Yeah. I lost a guitar pick like 10 minutes ago. And... You just found it? I, I don't know where it went, dude. Oh. It, 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 it fell on a chair, and it fell down. It can only be in this area. Right here. This area. Don't look for it. Don't look for it. Why? Because I've been looking at for it for like a half an hour, and I'm like, I need to get focused on this show. And it'll just piss so you off if I find it? And that's what happened in the last few minutes of my weekend, which ended at 6 p.m. when we start our show. This isn't work, man. This is work. No. This is fun. You, got, you and I are in this for different reasons. Mm, pizza. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you what I did this weekend for real, though. I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody, finally. Ah. Yeah. And uh, it was every bit as good as I expected it to be. Okay. Was it as good as you were hoping it was going to be? Uh, I guess because I know so much more than what is presented in the film, I wanted to see more um, in the film. Mm -hmm. And being like a super fan of Queen, it's just like, it's like you kind of missed some things. But thinking about it myself, it's like if I had chopped this movie you know been editing this movie is it would have been like six hours long you know (laughs) so in in fairness you know they're just trying to uh educate the layperson into freddie mercury's life and uh 
how Queen started and stuff like that. Right. Anyway, I'm going to open up with what I what I rated. I rated 11 of 13 stars. Okay. It is a really excellent movie. Um, the music, I really like how they uh, opened with a lot of the Smile stuff. The Smile is the band that they're, before Freddie Mercury joined, mm-hmm. was what Brian and uh, Roger Taylor were in. A band there, and then their bass player quit. And then Freddie Mercury came in and showed him how he could sing, and they were doing these old songs from like their first album, like "Doing All Right," and it's just like such a great song. And you just don't hear a whole lot of airplay, you know. You hear Air, uh, Queen on the radio, you know. You hear "We Will Rocky," "We Are the Champions," "Bohemian right. Rhapsody," you know. And so, I mean, it's just like there's a lot of good songs in their early days. I think that don't get as much airplay because they really were prog rock uh, back in the day. And, right. And then you know they kind of went more mainstream when you know with Poppy. Mm-hmm. You know, during the '80s, especially with Freddie, and a little more YouTubeish. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. That's hey, fine. Whatever sticks. And besides, you know, it worked. And I have to say that the cinematography of the of the film uh, that gets 13 of 13 stars. Right on. Because um, there are so many excellent shots that they did with Freddie in the sunglasses. You know, and just thinking about Freddie as. Uh, the kind of person he puts on these sunglasses and it's, it's kind of like a place to hide, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, it's kind of like a place where it's re- the reflective sunglasses, you know, it's a place for him to hide behind, you know, it's a place where, you know, everyone who looks at them sees themselves and it's just, this is my, of, yeah. his little safe space. And they did so many very interesting shots using those reflective sunglasses. And I just, I cannot commend the cinematography enough and any, t- uh, and any kind of s- sequence where they were, where they had, um, uh, where they're playing a set, you know, where the band is playing. Mm-hmm. That was excellent, the way they shot it, you know. <clears throat> it was great. Cinematography is excellent. And the acting, really, really good. When I knew that it was really good was when um, Bob Geldof, a guy playing a Bob Geldof character for the Live Aid concert, mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, okay, they had him sitting there talking, doing the Live Aid thing, you know, we need to raise money. And I said, okay, yeah, his, he kind of looks like Bob Geldof. But then there was a scene where he was walking, and I was like, holy shit, he looks exactly like Bob Geldof walking. <laughs> that guy studied film of Bob Geldof walking and mimicked that stupid fucking walk he does. <laughs> <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> and, uh, you know, guy who played Freddy, I forget his name, and uh, I mean, he was just excellent. I think a lot of it has to go with, like, his facial features and his frame. Mm-hmm. You know, they really, it really kind of fit Freddy. You know, uh, but additionally, I mean, it takes some practice to be that kind of the way that Freddie moves, especially on stage. Right. You know, and he had, you know, I'm sure he watched tons and tons of tape of Queen performing live and what a fun time he must have had doing that. You know? Oh, not only that, I'm pretty sure they had a uh, Freddie class where they taught him Freddie's movements on stage. As you know, they teach people how That's to play I mean. swords, uh, swords for I mean. medieval like, movies. So I know they had Freddie class. Yeah, a choreographer and this actor just sitting down watching all of these excellent Queen videos. It just, you got to do that. It's like, ooh, you're an excellent choreographer. <laughs> Somehow I think it was a little more, more than that, but, complicated than that. <laughs> but yeah, fuck it, let's go with that. You need to do that. Okay. It's, it's like a manager for a race car driver. Like, Turn left. Real fast. <laughs> now turn left. Go straight. Turn left. Go straight. Yeah. Turn um, left. Get out of the wall. How hard could it be? The <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit that guy, you know. <laughs> and sometimes hit that guy. <laughs> yeah, or hit that guy. 
Uh, there was one scene in the movie, and it was uh, right before uh, uh, the Live Aid segment, and it was where um, Freddie had kind of broke up Queen uh, at a certain point in the 80s, and they all kind of did solo projects for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there was a scene where they wanted to reunite together so they can go play Live Aid. All right, and so there was a scene where Freddie's sitting there in this office with you know their manager or whatever, and uh, the rest of Queen comes in and they're just like, mm-hmm. "We don't like you, Freddie," yeah, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And I was just like, um, "Okay, let's see how this scene plays out." And as the scene is like, had the actor playing Freddie Mercury like kind of eating humble pies, like I know I'm I'm such a dick and stuff like that. <laughs> and and then the Queen let him in the band. They had it with all these stipulations and stuff like that, and. Um, and they let him back in the band. And so I just wonder if Freddie if Freddie were alive when they were writing that scene and then Queen got a hold of that script and the rest of Queen, not Freddie, is sitting there and they're just like, Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think Freddie would have something to say about that particular scene. So that it didn't go down like that. I had more balls than that. Uh anyway, the uh spoiler alert, he dies at the end. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it does kind of end at the live aid performance, which is hands down is excellent, obviously. But I think there's a lot of stuff that happened post live aid that kind of saw a resurgence for queen. I mean, that's when uh, in 86, they came out with the kind of magic album and a lot of the tracks that were on that were on the Highlander soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And so, um, then they're doing big, big tours. They were doing, um, like Wembley at 86 is probably one of the best concerts I've ever seen, you know, right. on film, on film. I was too young to go to England <laughs> in 86. <laughs> well, uh, unless you had some really, uh, music loving parents. Yeah. Dad, can you take me? I'm nine years old, but can you take me? <laughs> can we go to Wimbledon <laughs> yeah, we, and see Queen? No, we, sure, son. Let's yeah, go. Let's fly out to London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two tickets to Heathrow, please. <laughs> but uh, you know, and uh, I like the Miracle album that was, I think, in '88 that when that came out. Um, and Innuendo is just it's a f- excellent final performance for mm-hmm. Freddie. I mean, that was the last album that was released while he was alive, right? And um, that's just a really good album, and I think you kind of and aptly named, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, they did release another album called Made in Heaven in 95, I think it was 95, and that's excellent as well, where they had old recordings of Freddie and they, the band filled in. It was Right. Sometimes the uh, those post-humorous uh, albums like that with the recordings from past lead singers can be hit or miss. Some of them are great, some of them are garbage. Right. That one was actually done really well. Yeah. And the Live Aid, it, I can't help myself, man. Every time you mention that, I think it's like some health nuts version of Kool-Aid. <laughs> Drink Live Aid. It's got all kinds of vitamins and minerals for you. I'm not saying it had the best name. <laughs> Farm Aid makes more sense than yeah. Live Aid. Right. Yeah. I, I, it's just, it just sounds like a, a, a health nuts version of Kool-Aid. Exactly. Uh, so I gave Bohemian Raps the 11 out of 13 stars. I think it was an excellent film uh, that honestly discusses the origins and the lifestyle of Freddie uh, during that time period. Right on. And I think that it's great. I think it's a very great film that honors, I think, Freddie to some degree, except for that humble pie scene. Um, <laughs> well, if that scene went down the way, actually went down that way, then it shows character growth. So in that way, it would still be an honor to him? Well, yeah. 
but you're just such a Freddie fanboy, you can't see him bowing down to the rest of the band. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I have to admit, there's a lot of uh, funny interactions with the band uh, between the actors that play the band. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I imagine Queen were exactly like that. And you have the rest of Queen, and just they're sitting there telling these stories about, yeah, when we were recording these songs, we were living in this farmhouse. It was, you know, it's just we're all like cooped up together all the time. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> you, you you have fights like a family and right. stuff like that. And so like Roger gets pissed, he's about to throw the coffee pot. They're like, not the coffee pot, <laughs> and it's just hilarious because that kind of stuff really happens. Who ate my yeah. Doritos? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So go see that movie. I highly recommend it. Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. Uh, you want to go to the mailbag? Sure. Oh, you said mailbag. I thought you meant food bag. Mm-mm. Mailbag. Okay. I I, I I well, I feel like you did that on purpose. No. Harley Quinn's perfectly sculpted plastic ass is staring at me again. No, I didn't do it. You're you're always looking for Harley Quinn's perfectly sculpted I'm always looking ass. for perfectly sculpted asses. This is this happens to be Harley Quinn's and uh, made out of plastic. Anyway, let's go to the mailbag. From the highly suspect email address, not Rebecca four nine seven at gmail dot com. Not Rebecca says, Hey Madman, how come you don't talk about Rebecca Felgate much anymore? And I drink every time you say you know. And I'm half in the bag by seven. Keep up the good work and quit smoking. Well, not Rebecca497. I have my life here in Fredericksburg, and I'm trying to make a dollar and a cent here in this uh, FXPG public radio endeavor. And that doesn't leave much time for me to be fawning over a woman hundreds of miles away that's most likely going to reject me. You know, just imagine that phone call to Rebecca's mom, you know. Rebecca, love, where'd you meet this yank? Oh, mom, it's so romantic. He stalked me on Instagram and trolled my <laughs> and trolled my YouTube videos for two years. And then he moved to Toronto and followed me around in the city for a few weeks. And then he proposed. We're getting married, mom. Yeah, I cannot even suspend that much disbelief. Nah. All right. So that's my answer to your stupid question. Uh, also, to my boot camp pals from Division 497, don't make new email addresses just to fuck with me. That clogs up exchange servers. Okay? Stop it. <laughs> all right are we ready to do do our ad all set to go because we got to we got to pay the bills you know all right so let's get started uh shock monkey radio and fxbg public radio is sponsored by danny's pizza and subs.com that's d-a-n-n-y-s pizza and a-n-d subs.com uh, they're in the Lees Hill area of Fredericksburg. It has a limited delivery area. area. Yeah, and they're located at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue in the Lees Hill Shopping Center across from Weiss. Uh, oh, they're open Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Sundays from 12 to 8 p.m. Uh, it's always buy one, get one free. Danny's Pizza. So if you want a delicious meat treat pizza and you're like, hey, you know, and, and your, your best friend, you like spinach Alfredo, you can get a meat treat and a spinach Alfredo. And that's dope. That's awesome. Always buy one, get one free. So dial 898-5008 to place a delivery or pickup order. And be sure to tell them that FXBG Public Radio and Shock Monkey Radio has sent you. That really helps us out. So thank you very much, and cha-ching, bills are paid. <laughs> All right. It's that easy. Okay. All right. We, uh, so the next segment is EK Catches Up. Yeah, are you? 
are you ahead of the curve right now because you're doing the video thing? I'm too far advanced to be compatible with anything else. Okay. All right. He's deep in the program. So I guess we're going to Hill Hippie's Lost Garden. Lost in the Matrix, motherfucker. <laughs> so we're, now we're going to Hill Hippie's Garden. Yay! <clears throat> Is nothing about? on the world safe? Nerf? Safe. Nerf is safe. Nerf is Nerf could be safe, but I feel. Let me dig. I might find some unsafe Nerf rocks. Because I found something that we all think is wonderful and good and sweet and pure can be dangerous. Okay. Honey. 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 Why is honey dangerous? Because of in the mountains of Nepal, there is a type of honey known as mad honey. Really. Really. I should get some for the madman. Psychedelic honey. Whoa. Why is, how can honey be psychedelic? Because it is in these uh, Nepalese mountains that the honeybees primarily get the nectar that they use to make the honey from the rhododendron plant. And this rhododendron plant contains a chemical called uh, gray anotoxins. And these gray anotoxins have some really weird effects. On the human body. As in some of them. Going down to the list here. Of. Because there was a neat. Neat way they described it. Oh crap. Technology. Anatoxin A? No 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 no. no. The, uh, uh, the symptoms of it. Oh I see. It was, ah here it is. There's a set of symptoms. Known by their textologically acronym sludge. Salivation. Lacrimation, crying, urination, defecation, gastrointestinal distress, and emesis. Uh, it sounds like the, is this for Lyrica? The, the, the side effects for Lyrica? <laughs> Might be. Uh, I don't know. The acronym for this of the symptoms is called sludge. Interesting. But uh, this particular anatoxic uh, compound is found in many rhododendron plants. As far as uh, this researcher was able to find, there's at least 25 different gray anatoxins in the various plants of uh, rhododendron plants on the planet. Uh, you don't have to worry about mad honey being in most of your honey populations are created because it has to be honey that is made almost primarily out of rhododendron nectar or rhododendron pollen. So so you got to keep that hive like really close to a lot of rhododendron plants, <laughs> and the Nepalese uh, tend to yeah, that's a that's a very high altitude. Yeah, there tends to be a lot of rhododendrons in that area, and really? not much else. Oh, I see. And therefore, they create mad honey, and the Nepalese will go harvest this and sell it, and these crazy sons of bitches will not only add it to their drinks to enhance the high that alcohol cannot give them. But these crazy sons of bitches will also add it to milk and have it in the, bre- uh, in the morning with their breakfast. <laughs> and people yell at me for putting bourbon in my coffee. Yeah, right? Make a little Irish, shall you? Now, this stuff can be so bad on the human body that there's a story that an army of the Persian king Mathridatus... Uh, defeated its Roman foes by littering the road with uh, this mad honeycombs and letting the Roman army eat it 
and when they were sick and all kinds of fucked up on mad honey, going yeah. in and just wiping them out. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. No. As with any psychedelic or toxic, quote-unquote, substance, the danger with this particular one is you don't know what the dosing is going to be. And it's perfectly legal. You can buy it right now on the internet and have it shipped to your home. Pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass on it myself. It doesn't sound anything like it's any type of fun in any way, shape, or form. But think about it. There is no way to regulate the dosage because you don't know how much of the gray anotoxin is in that jar of honey. So what one tablespoon does to you from one jar, and you're like, oh, I feel nice and relaxed. Okay, my stomach's a little queasy, but not so bad because they've taken a small enough dose. Another jar, you take the same tablespoon, and you're puking your guts out. You're doing the full sludge. Doing the sludge. <laughs> so that's what we're uh, just wanted to bring that to people's attention and beware. There is dangerous honey out there. If you see something that says mad honey, and it's got a slight reddish color to it, and it's a little more opaque. Don't buy it. You're not helping me out at all. You know, you're not doing just, yeah, yourself just, any fucking favors, yeah, man. Just go to Patreon if you want to support me. Don't buy mad honey. No. Don't think, don't buy Mad Honey thinking it's my brand. No, it's so, not the Madman's yeah, Honey. It's not mine. It's just Mad Honey. If you want to help the Madman, go to patreon.com slash shockmonkey radio. That's right. Become a patron. There's some stuff that you can only see behind the paywall. I put some stuff over there. Did you? Yeah. Really? It's so secret, I don't even know about it. That's right. <laughs> cough it up. Suck it. <laughs> no, cough it up. I mean, Suck it. Give me that scratch. I can give you the uh, rubies of wisdom that drip from my lips. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> hey, do kids get trapped in wells anymore? Of course they do. Do they? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they do. You don't see them on the news. You don't see that little baby Jessica's down on the well anymore. You know, I was, I was well, thinking... Well, of course little baby Jessica's not in the well anymore. They pulled her out. Oh, she, they got her out? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought she was still there. No. I was like, they don't cover that anymore. I was like, well, I don't want people to care. Yeah, she's, I must have missed that. Yeah, she's down there as an adult, still stuck. <laughs> Body's being crushed because if she was stuck as a small child, as she grew into an adult, she's all kinds of disformed and crunched up. Just feeding her through a tube. No, there's, yeah, throwing tacos down the, the well. Anyway, do you think that the original uh, NES solved a problem for us? NES? You know? Yeah, because like... Uh, Super Mario Brothers came with every, every NES. You're, yeah, and you're so, talking about the Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, yeah, make sure it, I'm on the right page here. And so you got a whole bunch of, like, Mario jumping into holes kind of scenarios, and it kind of get, gets it out of your system, exploring weird pipes, you know. You get it out of your system. Instead of, you know, just, like, going outside and going to get into a pipe, you know, just have Mario go check it out for you. No. I, it's an interesting premise, but you know what? Once I become a teenager, getting in pipes became my primary goal in life. Okay. Pipes. I get it. See, I was a late bloomer. And so I was playing Nintendo and I was like, hey, I don't want to go out into, into a pipe anymore because Mario can do it for me. You know, because even before the NES came out, I was like, you know, I could go down in the sewers and get uh, ninja training from a talking rat, and I could be a ninja. You could have. Somewhere down in those sewers. But? But instead, I started playing Super Mario Brothers, and it got it out of my system. I didn't want to go into strange pipes anymore. I see. You no, know, matter, no matter how much ninja training there is there's down there. There's still a flaw in your uh, logic here, right. because if... 
Super Mario Brothers had influenced your life that much, you'd be a mushroom fanatic. It's like, well, this one will give me an extra life, and this one will make me strong and bigger. Because they're mushrooms, I'm not going to eat them. Even if they did give you superpowers, I I wouldn't eat them. Wouldn't eat them. Bullshit. There's, there's, there, yeah, you, there's disgusting mushrooms that people eat all the time for quote-unquote superpowers. That's why you like sitting across from me, because I need to see his eyes. and then, okay, Yeah, he's bullshit. <laughs> A lot of people are like that with me. It's like, And that's why the internet doesn't work very well for me, mm-hmm. because you can't see my eyes when I type something. Right. I lost a lot of friends on Facebook <laughs> because of the way <clears throat> there's no translation sometimes. Yeah. Sar- sarcasm doesn't cr- come across well. Yeah, it just comes across as uh, crass and jackasses. Anyway. You, I'm sir, glad- are a dick. I was just joking. God. Well, I'm glad we I'm solved taking my that. toys and going home. Glad we solved that. Uh, so it's 625. We're doing our podcast. And... Uh, a new kits DC. EK spots it in his news feed. And we have scant minutes before we all die instantly or eventually. What? What do we do? Say that again. Now, I heard DC and... A nuke hits DC. Nuke hits DC. A nuke hits nuclear, DC. Yeah, okay. Nuclear strike on DC. I was hearing DC as in DC comics. Uh, a nuke hits DC. It's like, what happened? Tell me about your stupid comic book. Pretty much. I'm this go, is our comic book. I'm, I'm writing right now. I'm it's like fascinated about a mushroom yeah. while you talk about. Comics. We got a few minutes before you know we die. All right. How long before the new kits DC? Let's say thirty minutes. Hmm. And it's coming right now. We got thirty minutes. Yeah, we got thirty minutes from right now. The nuke's going to hit at six fifty-five. We got thirty minutes. What do we do? How you doing, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> Making it awkward for the intern, apparently. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> not great. She's not happy with that no. eventuality. Did it's not see, really happening. Did you intern. see this is the end? Yes. You remember when Hermione loses her shit and fucking... Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah. No, I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't stop her. Hand would whoop all I... of her asses, grab the alcohol, and run. <laughs> that is a weighted... See, look at her. She just agrees. That like, is yeah, a weighted that's it. Uh, camera mount thing that she is holding in her hand. It may as well be a bat. <laughs> I got a knife on me. I mean, one smack is, to the is that what's going to happen? The first thing is like, we've got 30 minutes to live and we all pull out our weapons and fight each other? Come on, fellas. Me- Mexican standoff. No. <laughs> we're better than that. We're better than that. I'd finish the show. Go down in a blaze of glory? Why not? To the one listener that's live right now? Hey, we've got three. Okay, three listeners that are live right now? We would connect with them yeah, at the enough. end. That's enough for me. As honestly, you know, at thirty minutes till it hits DC, the the blast is not going to get us. It's the fallout that's going to kill us, right? Hmm. So, so we actually got a couple weeks to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. So what I would probably do is I would take my happy ass to a uh, store, pick up every book I can find on foraging wild uh, plants. And uh, get into a forest far away from any major city. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> nice knowing you, Hill Hippie. Um, yeah, I guess after the show was finished, I would probably jump in my car and go get my comic books. Because irradiated comic books, uh, they go down in value, like super, super bad. 
And so it's like the only and the only like commodity I have to barter with in a post-apocalyptic world would be my comic books. But irradiated comic books would That's be That's what I mean. I need to get them under I'm taking I'm going to get, load up my car with all my comic books and I'm going straight to Larray Caverns. No, they need to be irradiated. No, I don't. Think no. about it. A lot of superpowers in the comic books came from radiation. This comic book will give you uh, this is a Superman comic book. You're going to have uh, heat vision. I put too many hamsters in microwaves to know that you know radiation doesn't actually give superpowers. That's not radiation. <laughs> Shock monkey radio. <laughs> Madman puts hamsters in microwaves? No. That's well, better no. than in your butt. Richard Gere. Hmm. That guy, he looks like a you know, Droopy the Dog now. <laughs> you know, have you seen him lately? Yep. He looks like Droopy the Dog. <laughs> nice comparison. <laughs> I see him on screen now, and I'm just like, how can you help me, sir? <laughs> I got no place else to go. I'm going to help you, sir. Oh. Did you see the Mothman prophecies? <laughs> yes, and it was horrible. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's for conspiracy nuts, like Center of Infinity. It was nowhere close to actually what went down. I know. Whatever. I grew up in the area. I know, I've heard stories about that my entire life. That's an inaccurate. Now, what the truth behind all that? I don't know. But as far as the stories that are told, the movie was nowhere close. Okay. Crazy stuff's out there. I get it. All right, we got about thirty minutes. I think you do. <laughs> Just say it out loud. It's all right. I, said, I, I don't it. think you do, but okay. Uh, so I know it's been a pretty shitty news cycle, but we got twenty-five minutes before the new kids. So, do you want to get into the news worth knowing? The last news you'll ever hear? Sure. Let's not. Uh, if we're all going to die anyway, we might as well die depressed. Anyone coming with me? Oh, shit. I got comic books here I got to take with me. All right. So, yeah. It, once the new kits and the show's over, then I got to load up the comic books and I'm going to put them in my car and I got to take them with me. Get to Loray. Uh, you can't. You won't be able to get around Hannah's car. <laughs> Hannah, you run. You run. I'll protect you. Get out from behind me, please, because <laughs> you're in my way now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. You want to get in the news worth knowing? Let's do it. Sure. I We're gonna die anyway. What the fuck? Yeah, I guess it's hunting season. Y- yeah. Okay. It's been hunting season anyway. This is what I think is funny. Police call on hunters for help in a murder of a father of nine. Michigan police investigating last month's shooting death of an avid hunter and father of nine are urging other hunters who may know something to contact them. Chong Yang, 68, was hunting deer on public property in Clinton County, northwest of Lansing, uh, when he was killed on November 16th. He was wearing hunter's orange clothing at the time for safety. Well, he's required to. Yes. No, no. I've never seen a deer packing. Never seen them strapped. But if they could, that would be a fucking sport, yo. Absolutely. So I think that's the issue. Is like we want to get word out as fast as we can. The uh, Bath Township Police said they put they posted on Facebook and it's like uh, someone out there knows something, and we urge that person uh, or anyone else with information to come forward so they can bring closure to the family. So this is the basic thing. They're pleading to other hunters in the area in order to find out who killed him. Now um, I read his name. 
Mm -hmm. He's clearly Asian. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> you think it's like uh, a people hunting? It could be, but I feel like if it was people hunting, either they would have taken the meat or at least a trophy. Really? Well, otherwise, what's the point? It's just, at that point, it's just mindless slaughter. Well, I mean, and I hunt, and there are people who wonder. It's like I wonder. It's like, what's it like to kill somebody? You know, what's it like to kill anything? It's easy. You just put a hamster in a microwave. Yeah, yeah, but that part—the cleanup of the microwave—is the hard part of that. So hard. But you know, when you put an arrow into something, that's what I mean, or a bullet through you know, something's head. You know? Right. It's a very different thing. Yeah, one hundred percent, and. Human life, animal life, of course, humans are more valuable, I guess. They're at least illegal to kill all the time. Unlike, there's, there's no hunting season. There's no for, human hunting there's season. There's no human hunting season. Sometimes I feel like there should be, but I'd probably be the first one taken out. So I'm kind of glad there's not. All right, purge. Right. Yeah. So, uh. Thanos was on to something. That's all I'm saying. Thanos. Hey. I, Major plot hole, by the way. Yeah, but yeah, because I wanted to just make more resources. Right. The uh, <laughs> then we don't have a movie. That's why. But I mean, I just think that that it's it's kind of sick that it could have been like another hunter encountered him, and just wondered, you know, what's it like to kill a man? And I honestly hope that's the case. That there's just some random jackass who's went a little uh, goofy. And decided he wanted to find out what that was like versus what went through my mind was Joe was up in his tree stand or in his blind and took a shot at somebody else's what they thought was going to be their deer. And motherfucker, that was mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it, but okay. If that's the case, here's the moral of the story. Don't hunt on public land. Still killing somebody. Okay, uh, all I gotta say is human beings have been killing each other for th hundreds of thousands of years for more stupid reasons than either one of the ones that you and I have mentioned. Hundreds of thousands of years? Okay. That could be true. I, I don't agree that it is, but it could be. How long do you think human beings have been around? I don't know. It depends on where else, <laughs> depends on where else humanity existed. You know, Earth could have been like a panspermia situation. I mean, humanity could have existed at a different time, at a different place. And a galaxy far, 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 far away. away. Yeah, a galaxy long, far, long far away. Anyway, <laughs> continuing on the hunting theme, sorry about the one bummer story, uh, but there's a dramatic video that shows hunters rescuing a buck deer from a frozen lake. I've seen this. Yeah, you've seen that? Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because, I mean, they just get out in a boat and they just slowly scoot out along the ice. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, and there's video of the deer trying to get up, and it's such an idiot. It's not very old, right? You know, it, it's it's like a six point or something like that. And uh, six, I count six. And they they get him over there. They just like wrap a rope around. What's that called? A bill hook that they use? Yeah, yeah. Use like a bill hook, wrapped with some uh, line around their anchor uh, antlers, and pulled them towards it. They, they just hold the boat back along the ice. Yep, skidding along the ice, dragging him along the ice. 
They're just freaking the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. and <laughs> What they, are they doing? They get them to shore, and they say, off you go. See you next year, you dumbass. We're going to find you easy. Uh, you know what the problem was <laughs> with that whole thing? You know, they're showing it as this bright side. Hunters saved the life of this deer. You know what no. it was? They're was waiting. They didn't have any deer tags. So instead of oh, just yeah. letting it die, they're like, all right, we'll put it back into the population. Mm-hmm. If that if any one of those guys had had a open tag, that motherfucker would have never made it off the ice. <laughs> I think they wanted to get older. It's, it's kind of young. If you're trophy hunting, yes. If you're just hunting for meat, no, that guy was good enough to yeah. take. It's like, we better save that buck. Next year, it'd be, it'd be a nice buck to have. <laughs> we might as well save its life. Johnny, you got a tag? No. Billy, you got a tag? No, no I'm out of tags. Too. Shit. We got to let it go. Well, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to mount that son of a bitch. Well, I mean, it's and just then I want to shoot it. I've known hunters who Nobody will will stalk their uh their prey even out of season but they'll use cameras instead oh yeah you know and i think that that is a little bit kind of serial killery and well yeah in a way is like you're tracking herds there is something to be said about that because you want to mark where the best buck is hanging around i mean no you find out where they're traveling where they get their feeding uh, where they're feeding where you're going to set your stand it's it's a very intimate thing that lasts for months yeah. until you get the chance to have that moment with you and that animal. And yeah. when you take them down, you take them. Yeah. And I don't believe in people go take their animals to butchers. Do it yourself. You know, and when you're cleaning that animal, you're creating a relationship with the food that you're having later on down the line. It, it's a, There's nothing quite like it. Oh, Iowa. Iowa? It was a clean kill, bro. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The, you know, the, what is it, the Noble Savage kind of thing. Okay. When it comes to, like, uh, what was that movie, Avatar? You know, the, uh... Oh, okay. It's like, you know, you kill it. You gotta eat the heart. Like, in uh, drink <laughs> drink the blood of the deer. Like in, what was that, uh, Red Dawn? Yeah. I don't know about drinking the blood, but definitely you want to eat the liver on the first night. With wild onions. I'd throw that in the woods, man. That's the hunter's meals. Liver and wild onions. That's disgusting. It's fucking delicious. What? Fucking delicious. Minerally and earthy and just good. Well, I mean, I like venison, but I mean, I'm not going to be the one to kill it and clean it. (laughs) I certainly don't want to kill it. If you can't kill it, there ain't no chance in hell you're going to clean it. Even if I I could kill a deer, but it's not like I uh, would, because somebody's like, "You got to clean it," and it's like, "Well, fuck that!" And said, like, "I'm not pulling the trigger." You know, at least in fishing, you can catch the fish. Say, "I got the fish," and boom, fish back alive. I don't have to deal with cutting it open. Let's play again. You don't, you know, you don't gut your own fish. No, why would I do that? I don't eat fish. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's a that's a different story. I just sadistically like just catching them and have suffocated them for a little while. So I got you, bitch. You're mine now. Let's go back. Let's play again. Yeah, there's all fish are miniature uh, circus performers. The ones who hang themselves from hooks and shit. You put them back in the water, and he's got a big old hole in his lip. That's what I mean. From it's... what you've done, can you imagine being drugged? But chick, by fish chicks dig scars. Lip. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen that big ugly mouth breathing thing it pulled me up into the the dry spot 
And I fought him, and I fought him, and I got away, I and I came breathe. back, baby. Look they, at this scar on my lip. They, they flashed things at me. They took pictures. Oh, that was so brave. And she squirts her eggs all over the, the lake bottom, and he's like, yeah, that's what I want. And then sometimes somebody gets catches. It's like, Tom got caught. Tom got caught. He's going to come back with an awesome story, right? right? And then his guts just start coming down on the water. And he's like, oh, I don't think things turned out too well for Tom. But then we then <laughs> the, story, the story goes this way. Oh, we're fish. Oh, yeah, Tom's we're fish. delicious. Tom is awesome now. I like him better now than ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was a bit of an ass in real life, but man, his intestines are fucking great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a minute. We're fish. We don't care. <laughs> we don't think objectively like this. Right? <laughs> it's all instinct. <laughs> and that was three-second Tom anyway. Oh, wait. We're all three-second Toms. Okay, a uh, 70-year-old might have to cancel vacation after accidentally labeling himself a terrorist on his visa form. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? A grandfather's dreams of spending Christmas in the Big Apple are in tatters after he accidentally branded himself a terrorist on a visa form. John Stevenson, 70, and his wife Marion, 71, plan to fly from Scotland to the U.S. on December 3rd and paid over $2,500 on flights and accommodations. Ooh. But John mistakenly clicked the wrong box on the ESTA form, visa form, and now uh, the couple fear they may have to cancel the trip. In a bid to rectify the situation, uh, John called U.S. officials to convince them he was not a criminal, and the only time he has been in court was on jury service. Quote, I even called Border Control in the U.S. and gave them my passport details. They looked up my ESTA number and said, you're a terrorist. (laughs) I I told them. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) I told him that I was 70 years old, and I didn't even recognize what that means. Uh, Have you ever been a member of the Irish Republican Army? (laughs) 70 years is a long time, pal. (laughs) You could have been doing something in your 20s. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Uh, Anyway, uh, uh, it was the biggest nightmare I ever had, he went on to say. My phone could be getting tapped. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Marion added... We were meant to be going away on December 3rd. It's terrible. It's shocking, and it's so stupid. I don't know why that question is on the form in the first place. Are you a terrorist? Check, yes or no. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like me? Check, yes or no. In order to rectify the situation, the couple would have to email the embassy in London to arrange an appointment, costing $100, before John uh, would be quizzed by officials. They booked the holiday through United Airlines, which told them that there's a possibility of a refund for accommodation and transfers but not the cost of the flights. Oh. Yeah. And that's the majority of it. Yeah. Quote, we were filling out the visa form, and it kept timing out before we could tick all the boxes. There it is. Then it crashed, and when it came up, you start where you finish off. My wife's form came back, and it was fine. (laughs) But I was told the visa had been refused because I was a terrorist. (laughs) Now, this is what I find interesting. Is there a terrorist box (laughs) <laughs> on the form. Are you a terrorist? Yes. I guess so. I guess there is. I don't I've never applied for a visa. Why would I? I live in America. You know? Uh because def- you want to go visit and creep on Rebecca Philgate up in Canada? Mm-mm. I thought we covered that. Yeah, you keep telling that cover story. Okay. Quote I've I'm devastated. I've never been in trouble in my life. The only time I've been in court was jury service, and now I'm treated like a criminal. 
Marion is sick about it. We can't even reschedule because I don't know if I'll ever get back into America. Well, you shouldn't come here, you friggin' terrorist. <laughs> you just declared yourself one. I mean, you must be. Right. <laughs> you're not. You know, nobody makes mistakes. You're not a 70-year-old guy going, damn this computer. <laughs> Why oh, wait, can't no, I just no, wait, send no, wait, in a form by mail? Oh, wait, he's Scottish, right? Whatever. Scottish? Is it Scottish? That's what, I thought that's what you said. Yeah, Scotland. You're right. It's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> yeah, you'd think he'd be more mad. Yeah, you'd think so. What a very calm Scottish man. They do exist. <laughs> I've heard tale of such tales. All right, you want to move on to talking about engagement rings? I'm not ready. Well, I'm not proposing or nothing, so. You propose talking about engagement rings? No, I'm talking. I'm not ready. Well, I say I had six of them when I get to Toronto. Okay. And it's like, you choose. All right. Uh, one man wanted his one and only to have six rings. Dennis, yeah. Dennis Brown II was getting ready to propose to his girlfriend, Atara Dallas, when he decided that just one ring wasn't going to cut it and instead chose six engagement rings of different shapes and sizes for his future bride to choose from. There's a picture of it on Instagram. I won at life with her, so she deserves six rings to choose from. Brown wrote on Instagram of his decision. The male model and former professional athlete did not stop there with his over-the-top proposal. However, period? Okay. However, <laughs> period. Brown worked at, uh, with an event planner and hired a stylist, photographer, and florist, and drapery designer to stage the special day. Oh, wow. He even designed a banner with heartfelt words for the backdrop of his proposal. A woman whose heart is full of love and devotion to me. A woman whose loyalty to all of those she loves stands unmatched. A woman whose generosity and willingness to help others around her flourish knows no depths. This sounds like a movie trailer, yeah. not a marriage pro uh, wedding proposal. In a world where a woman whose heart felt whose heart is full of love and devotion. <laughs> now, no wonder this guy couldn't pick one, uh, pick the ring. He made all these other decisions yeah. on what he wanted to do. I he was, was he, yeah, I was he blew his load. He was out of it. <laughs> was like, I was I, certain yeah, about I, the script that I wrote. Yeah, uh, I'm about the sure florist, about, that. about the draper, right. <laughs> Who needs a draper for fucking uh, asking popping the question, man? You know, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should get to know your fiance better than you know your draper. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe, hey, maybe maybe you can get some clues there. What kind of rings she likes? Exactly, and that's another thing. If she comes home and all of a sudden the drapery is different, do you think that's not going to clue her in? Something's about to go down. <laughs> Got a new draper. And there's flowers everywhere. I just felt like filling with flowers. And there's different music playing. Fine, I'm trying to propose. Uh, though Dallas was pleased with the display, she said yes. Not everyone was <laughs> as positive about this proposal. No doubt. she was. Yeah. He put all the pressure on this woman. Yeah. Six rings. I got six of them. I could just, you know, take this to across the street. Hey. How many times do you want to say yeah. no? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing them. Try again. Nope. Which one? You lose that one. <laughs> nope. Not that. Hey, we forgot a winner. And there's people trolling them on Twitter about it and stuff like that. Boy must be loaded. They're, well, yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of jealous people trolling them. Yeah. Jealous. All right. All right, trolls. Y'all do y'all. Just let him do him. <laughs> right. 
Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next engagement ring story. A couple who dropped engagement ring in Times Square, utility grate, has been located. An English couple who lost an engagement ring in a utility grate in New York City's Times Square on Friday is thanking the city's police department for their help in finding their prized jewelry. John Drennan and uh, Daniela Anthony had become engaged just hours earlier in Central Park. The two were walking in Times Square when the ring, which was too big for Anthony's finger, dropped eight feet down a utility grate, the pair told Fox News on Sunday. Street surveillance cap uh, video captured the couple attempted to look for the piece of jewelry, but with no luck. Oh, so horrible. <laughs> the couple was distraught, but they could barely bring ourselves back home. Oh, without the ring, Drennan said. He said uh, when the ring dropped, strangers in Times Square worked to help them find it. That's awesome. But the New York Police Department found the ring. Sparked a viral search to find the mystery couple with hopes of returning the jewelry. You are so lucky a mutant turtle didn't find it and pawn it for pizza. You know? Multiple pizzas. Yeah, lots of pizza. And, you know, you're... Maybe have some new bow staffs and whetstones. Right. And if you don't know your fiance's ring size, I don't think you're ready to be married. Uh, you can just... It's like bringing them six. Just pick one. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know enough about each other. Anyway, on Sunday, police took to Twitter to announce they found a couple of, and congratulated, congratulated the two on the engagement. Police later put out a photo. So thank you, Twitter. Case closed. <laughs> thank you, Twitter. Yeah. What? Love, John, Daniela, and the NYPD. A couple told Fox News on Sunday that they found that out that the NYPD was trying to find them after their plight uh, went viral online, and a friend reached out to them with a link. Link. Despite the NYPD's tweet, the duo lost the ring as Drennan was proposing. Yeah, the couple they clarified they they became engaged in Central Park and then she dropped it because it was too big. It fell off. I just can't believe it. Drennan said the situation. It's been oh, he's the dude. I just can't. I just can't believe it. It's been absolutely the craziest thing to have found out that the NYPD got a ring back. The British. Where in Britain? You don't know yet, based on the accent. Well, there's multiple accents in Britain. In Georgia. Georgia of Britain. Georgia of Britain? That's where I grew up practicing British accents. The Geordie accent? Georgia. Okay. Georgia. There's the, there is a Geordie accent. Okay. It's the right at the Scottish border. They're called Geordies. It's oh, a, okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have heard of those. Imagine that if you just proposed... And you're in Times Square. And it fell off her finger. And you're just like, too much salary. Right. <laughs> if you you could have just said no, and I could have taken it back. But no, you have to throw it down a grate. Well, I mean, if you're, I, you know you're in New York. I mean, you should know better. <laughs> I don't. I'm just glad they got it back. I mean, I, yeah, the odds absolutely. that they would get it back are astronomical. Yeah. You know, don't ever buy a lottery ticket, y'all, because you ain't going to win. Yeah you, yeah, you maxed out your luck. Yeah. yeah you need, like, uh, it was like when your first kid is, like, 19 years old, that's when, like, you'll it'll get a restock of your luck. Yeah. That's that's the cool down. And if your kid's born healthy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool down on that kind of luck. Uh, after, you know, after the kind of luck you just experienced, if your f- kids are born healthy, then you you just want again because you're out of luck completely. 
Wait till you're 40 until you have kids. <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, we got about nine minutes left. We can do probably nine minutes in this last story. All right. About a nine-year-old boy. Ironically. Right, who petitions Colorado Town Board to throw the first legal snowball in more than 100 years. The first legal snowball? Yeah, you ready for this? Okay. Let's go. For more than 90 years, an ordinance prevented a growing farming community in northern Colorado from targeting people, places, and animals with missiles. And that included snowballs. <laughs> no longer. Dane Best, nine years old, made it his mission to change Severance's outdated law to exempt snowballs just in time for Christmas. And on Monday night, he succeeded. I thought it was crazy, Best told 30, uh, Fox 31 Denver. Little kids should be allowed to throw snowballs at each other. <laughs> Can't argue with his logic. Best said he learned about the ordinance last fall during a class field trip to the town hall. He then worked with Mayor Don McLeod. Uh, and his parents to figure out exactly what steps needed to be taken to amend the ban on snowballs from the ordinance. Quote, the children of Severance want the opportunity to have a snowball fight like the rest of the world, he said during his presentation on Monday. The law has created many, was created many years ago. Today's kids need a reason to play outside. After Best fielded some tough questions from town officials, the... Were they tough questions? Were they tough questions? Were they... Or did they just placate them and act like they were some tough questions? Well, tell, tell me, Mr. Best, um, do you know what an ice ball is? That's exactly where I was about to go with that. Uh, you're nine years old, and it's like, so if you get like a bucket of water, and you keep the bucket of water in your garage, and the bucket of water doesn't really freeze, you may get a little film over the top and stuff like that, and you could just punch right through it and get the, into the film. Uh, but you take the snowball, and you take the snowball, and you dunk it in the water, and then you take the snowball, and you put it outside, and you let it freeze. You let it freeze, and then, you know, somebody's coming by on a bicycle or something like that, and you just throw it right in their face, and mm, missile. You break Ag their aggra nose. Aggravated assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nine-year-old kid, aggravated assault. Were they really tough questions? Right. I'd, I'd like to see if this kid had done his research. Well... Mr. Chairman, at what point does the density of the supposed ice ball become a, a snowball versus ice ball? Does it need to be 50% ice, a higher percentage of ice, or a lower percentage of ice? <laughs> Imagine a bunch of cops pulling up in a park, and there's a bunch of kids having a snowball. All right, kids, gather around. Bring your snowballs. Bring yep. them. we got to do checks and snowball checks. Any ice balls? You guys carrying any ice balls? You hiding anybody? Any? Uh, if I go and check that fort out over there. I'm not going to find any ice balls. Any ice balls? Anybody packing? Anybody packing? <laughs> <laughs> Two kids shot when hit with cops. <laughs> they hit with ice balls. Uh, I, I this saw could the kid turn out badly. Uh, I saw the kid throw, uh, cock back his arm as if he was going to throw. I wasn't sure if it was a snowball or an ice ball. My training says to eliminate the threat. Cop kills kid in severance. Colorado <laughs> body cam footage catches all. Cop will not receive severance pay. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, okay. Minutes after the decision. Oh wait, let me back up here. Tough questions. That's tough where I was. Questions, yes. No, they weren't tough questions. No. Uh, the board, the severance board, voted unanimously to update the language and legalize snowballs. The board acknowledged the ordinance was probably as old as the town itself. <laughs> I just like the very first mayor of that town made that law. We gotta put that. We gotta push it through. <laughs> Mr. B uh, what was that character's name? Mr. Magoo. No, uh, Mr. 
I, I can't even say. Oh, okay. It. It's from like Chris Kringle, Santa Claus is coming to town, Meisterburger, Meisterburger, or some stupid shit like that. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's Christmas, uh, man. Come on. What's uh, your specials? Minutes after the decision, Best and his litter brother wasted no time. That's what happened. He and his brother were talking about it. We can't even throw snowballs at each other. No, man. That's wrong. There's something wrong with that. No, no, no. It started like this. They had a disagreement. And they're like, we're going to take this outside and settle the snowballs. You can't. You'll go to jail. No, 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 no. We need to do this. How will you make this happen? <laughs> it's a four-year-old grudge. I was, I was five. What <laughs> happened? We're working on We've been working on getting this law repealed for five years. I pushed down my little brother when he was one, and he says I. He says he owes me. <laughs> I, I played with his toy soldier by the fire. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's the Clegane brothers, exactly. <laughs> Fuck the king. Anyway, uh... He's a cunt. Anyway, Best and his little brother wasted no time enjoying their newfound freedom going outside for an impromptu snowball fight. And in the process, tossing the first legal snowball in Severance's history. But it wasn't. Right. It wasn't. How do you mean? Because they hadn't changed the law yet. They just agreed to do it. The law had not been changed on paper. Oh. So it was not the first legal snowball. They broke oh, the law. Oh, you're going to juvie, bro. <laughs> you're going to juvie. The cops just decided to let it go is what happened. Well, you know, we're changing the law anyway. I would love there to be some dick district attorney or something like that. <laughs> just, just like, actually... I just need to, I, I'm, I'm pushing this case because I need a win. Yeah, I ain't had a win yeah. in a while, and I got to have a win. Oh, they're going to make ice ball. It's like, it, like, you ever stab somebody with an icicle? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I never did that. Oh, wait. This, it's this, not like it's a per- perfect murder weapon. Um, <clears throat> uh, Can we change the term icicle to... Phallic symbol and no, no, and a no, stab to no, penetrate. No, no, then no. Jeez, get your mind out of the gutter, Super Mario. Got off. Got to love them pipes, man. Got to love them pipes. Yeah, I don't think they asked the, the tough questions of these kids. No, you know they probably broke the law. You know it wasn't like official. Not like the, the ink, what the ink wasn't even dry. You the know? ink hadn't even been put yeah. to paper. The kid just ran out and started flinging snowballs. Well, they voted for it. I mean, does that technically count? I mean, I don't know what the laws are like in the township of Severance. Well, just because, uh, think about when they change the laws in D.C. They agree to make a change or pass a bill. The bill doesn't become, uh, it doesn't go into effect until a certain date, right? Right. Same thing here. You're going to arrest that kid? No, I'm not. I'm just saying he did not throw the first legal snowball. That's what I mean. You start legalizing the snowballs. Next thing you know, you got ice balls. Next thing you got, you, you got to put like no bump stocks on your snowball guns because mm-hmm. people who make snowball guns. It, it, you know, it, it's a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, next thing you know, you know, you, you're you're making you're converting a leaf blower into a, a, a you know a repeating, and then you have to get like it's like a only ten shot magazines. You know, Banana clips. Yeah, you know. It's like no, you can't have these extended clips. Then they've got the potato guns that are modified for rapid fire. Mm-hmm. T-shirt guns getting modified. Oh yeah, we're making hardware characters left and right. Oh, we used to. My uh, brother and I actually took a potato gun, modified it to shoot uh, chunks of ice with uh, frozen fish in them with hooks and leaders coming off of them. 
Yeah. Just shoot them out into the ocean to go do shark fishing. <laughs> the sound. I've actually, I've actually seen that. That sound that that shit makes is fucking great. I've actually <laughs> seen that. Do you have a balloon as a, like a bobber? No, we just had them uh, hanging on the bottom because it went just past the waves. Okay, well, we're running out of time. We got another show coming in here. Uh, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Look for us on social media. Um, I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. Bye. Don't throw snowballs. <laughs> <laughs>